Welcome to Intentional AF, your weekly podcast delivering the hottest takes on branding, marketing, and tech tools to help you build a scalable, intentional, and badass brand in Web3. Are you a Web3 artist, creator, or project founder? Join us every Wednesday for 30 minutes of inspiration, insights, and actionable tips. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with the latest from Intentional AF. Now, let's dive in. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Intentional AF, your weekly podcast, bringing you the hottest takes on branding, marketing, and the latest tech tools to help you build a scalable, intentional, and badass brand in Web3. Today, we're exploring Pudgy Penguins in our Intentional Brand Check. We're going to give you one fire brand tip that you can implement today to help you level up online this week. And in nerding out, we'll be checking out three products, Pod Squeeze, Arc, and Enhanced Speech from Adobe. Let's get into it, Alex. Please get into it. Okay. The first thing is intentional brand check. And that is going to be divided into three parts. The first reactions of the brand identity. Then we're going to move into storytelling and messaging and finish it up with content and community. And as a quick disclaimer, the intentional brand check is not financial advice. We will be focusing on identifying the wins and the areas of improvements of a project from a branding and marketing perspective to help you learn how to build a better brain. So with that, let's go, let's go to no. the Twitter of Pudgy Penguins. Uh, first impressions, I love that they are verified. They have that gold check mark. Uh, we all know that there's a lot of copycats uh, and scams, so this it's really good on their part to have that verified account. I really like their uh, storytelling from the visuals, their PFP and their banner um, look really good. Uh, if we go to the bio, spreading good vibes across the meta. I think from a newbie standpoint, I think it may be a little bit too vague. So um, just first impressions, I would just want to see a little bit more specific on what they do and what they're about. Um, great follower count, of course. Uh, and then as far as tweets, uh, I think they do a really good job with testimonials and sharing what their community is doing with the their collectibles um and how they're having fun with it so overall their tweet uh feed is is, is really engaging it's really active the community is really driving that activity there um let's go to the website okay love the look super smooth again from the brand identity part i think everything's very cohesive and it follows that universe of the penguin you know world that they're portraying um if you go down to the middle of the website right there yes so welcome to the world of pudgy penguins a web born brand that fosters creativity freedom and community so I love that because uh, one of the things that we always talk about is the values of a brand need to be very specific and clear. And here they're putting it at the very first paragraph, um, which is great. We, I think we'll explore later whether or not they continue to do that throughout their content. But 
from someone that's getting into their website and reading it for the first time, I think is pretty clear. Uh, and then the second part is the Pudgy Penguins brand produces content, merchandise, toys, and digital collectibles. We believe in the power of play and imagination, and we're committed to helping you unlock your inner child. Okay, so a few things here. I think, again, the mission statement is really clear, and the emotional uh, benefits uh, is the part where they're saying, oh, we're helping you unlock your inner child. So that's a very, they're, they're relying a lot on the emotions of the people that are getting into the project and, sh and sharing, okay, you're going to feel like a child when you're part of this community and unlock that imagination. So I think that's really good. And then objectives, um, objective benefits, merchandise, toys, and digital collectibles, blah, 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 blah. I think those are really good. I would just want to see throughout the rest of the website a little bit more in depth on what do they mean by each of those things. But overall, I think more words and impressions get uh, a minus in my book. So it's something interesting that we talk about a lot. What are the elements of a brand? We'll get into it with our personal brand tip today, but it's important to note there's more than one element to a brand. A lot of times we think of it as just the fonts and colors, but we at Intentional really focus on the story and the messaging. How is the content being communicated and how does that build trust in the community? So if you think about Pudgy Penguins from that way, what is their storytelling and their messaging? The beautiful part about this, and if you look at their uh, review, their brand Bible, Pat, this is a great time to look at how have they put this all together. First, the fact that they have this is, is really admirable. Not every brand has this in this space. Not every project has this in this space. So this is good to know. It's one kind of concentrated area where everything they believe in, everything they are as a project has been put into one place. What are the things that they've been doing really well? And then how can they communicate that outwards to the various audiences? This one is obviously a, a better tool for if you're looking for sponsors or partners, just an easy way to communicate everything that you're about. And why should people care about what you're doing? The next part we tend to look at is, you know, what is there a public figure behind the brand and who is that person? With the story of Pudgy Penguins, we know that the team is a big part of it, particularly the founder, the second founder, Luca Nets. And Luca is a serial entrepreneur. He actually bought the project from the original founders when it looked as though the community was going down the road of a rug. He purchased it for $2.5 million, which is not an insignificant amount of money. And he basically has come in as the hero to this project to say, I've done this before. He's got multiple nine-figure businesses, particularly in the e-commerce space. And so he's positioning himself as this expert. He's really front and center, not so much on the pudgy penguin side of it, but on his own channel, as well as a brand that they're building called Building in Public. So there's a YouTube page associated with that. And they go behind the scenes on documenting the process behind everything that they're building. Another thing that's really interesting for teams to reflect on as it relates to brand is what is your unique value proposition or what is your expertise that you can bring to the table and share with your audience? When it comes to Luca, like we said already, 
He's done this before. He's done this with countless different brands. He's able to want and purchase something for $2.5 million, but then he actually knows what it takes to make the business case of why that should be justified, why those costs would be justified, and how can he exponentially deliver against the IP that's involved here, which is adorable. We all know. Very, very cute. Um, it kind of appeals to a wider audience, both with adults who he's saying, we want to appeal to your childlike instincts, as well as kids themselves, which is really great. So he's bringing that expertise to the table. He knows how to build this brand up. He knows how to take advantage of things like merchandise, the IP associated with the brand already, and be able to do the partnerships and the deals to make this kind of, or I guess, take this to the next level. The, I guess the tertiary part that we want to take a look at is, is their messaging reflecting the values and the missions that they talked about? And the values and missions they talked about were really focusing on creativity, freedom, and community. In this space, we know that those are terms that are a bit buzz. A lot of people use them a lot of times, particularly community. And so how you know whether or not that's legit is, does the messaging and the way they communicate actually reflect this? I think that from this perspective, they could do a better job at reflecting how is creativity showing up. Community, I think they do an okay job of that in showing, not just like talking about community, but showing how they're forming community in video format. Freedom is one that kind of stands a little bit unusual to me. I don't quite know what they mean by it, and I'm not really seeing that presented in a way that actually clarifies it for me. Sort of like what Alex was saying with an inner child. What does that actually mean? A lot of these things related to messaging are going to come out in the actions versus just the words that they're using. So I'd like to see a little bit of more of that reflected. What do you give it? What great oh, yeah. do you uh, you know, I'm going to stick along the the A grade as well. I think that they do a, a relatively good job. I think that they have having that brand bio is essential because you need to have the tools to back up, you know, everything that you're trying to communicate and to do it easily and efficiently, which we'll talk about a lot in this podcast. I think the fact that they have Luca and they're positioning him as sort of the hero of this story bodes really well for them. But not only are they able to talk about Luca as the potential hero, but they're able to position him as the expert that he is, having done this multiple times. I think that could be a little bit clear on, you know, what do some of those values mean and how are they reflected in the community? But overall, I think they do a good job and I'll, I'll give them an A. Awesome. And to dive into their social accounts now. And so we'll go back to actually their Twitter profile here. Can see they have a great amount of followers. I'm actually going to use a tool here. It's called Social Blade. And it's going to dive into some of the statistics of their site. Now, again, Social Blade is a very highly critical site. So a B minus is actually a really good mark. Um, these are a database of different social profiles that it's measuring against. So it's not a grade kind of just given out. It's you versus other people in the space that are doing extremely well. So B minus is actually a very good mark for them in general, and it can show you their ranking in general here. But what you want to be able to look at is actually this breakdown of the daily view. So you can see there are new followers being added at a regular basis and being lost as well, based on whatever content they're posting and then who they're following as well as how often they're tweeting. So they're very consistent with their tweeting, which is great. And that's uh, one of the key factors we look for in general. So they are posting all the time. They are gaining and losing followers in a very natural way, which is another way that we kind of look at to make sure. Um, their Twitter account 
has only about 723 subscribers, but some great video content that they started to put together very much the building and public kind of vibe. So I think there's some exciting stuff here and their YouTube shorts are actually, I think where they're doing the best amount of work because their short form content is pulling some really good views. And I'm sure they're also using this on TikTok and a few of the other platforms. So they're doing this extremely right. And I'm really happy about the content that they're doing there. And then the last thing actually comes into this brand Bible. I just wanted to go over the animated numbers that they're getting in general. This is an example of their animated GIFs and all the different things that they have using their IP and just how many impressions it's actually getting is really remarkable. So this is one of those things that a lot of people don't really think about, or if they do, it's kind of like an add-on for like Discord icons and stuff like that. But there's a tremendous value and visibility to all of these animations and them doing that in tandem with their short form video content. I think they're making incredibly good traction in the space because of those two moves, rather than trying to spread themselves too thin with, you know, long form video content or missing this incredible opportunity of getting billions of impressions that they get from these animations as well. So I'd give them an A as well. Overall, there's a few things they could be doing next. But what they're doing now, they're doing really well, and I'd keep doing and just lean into it even more so. I think we can go around the room and kind of say our, you know, pros and cons of the Pudgy Penguins brand. Um, Patrick, what would say are the top um, two, three? I don't know how many you 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 noted down, but go ahead. I'd say their consistency. Um, in what they're doing and also leaning into the stuff that's working the best, I think is the biggest pro that I'm seeing them execute on. So I'd say great work on that consistency, great work on leading into the things that are having the greatest amount of traction, which will lead to even more value to their IP in general. The only con I would look at is connectivity between these platforms to make sure you're driving folks to the YouTube channel and getting more of the community on all of those platforms. And then I'd ask engaging with them more because they have a great community. And if they had a few hundred people every day engaging with some of those posts on other platforms, they'd see some even better results. Think about that. Okay. From the from the pros, I think they have an incredibly strong brand identity from a visual standpoint. Uh, everything's on point. The details that they pay attention, and it, even in their brand Bible, like when you saw the charts and everything being like with a very ice look, icy looking, and all of those are little details that add to the whole look uh, and and really tell the intention that they're putting behind everything that they do um from a con or as something that i would improve i think they're doing a great job with the gifs or the jibs however you say it and engaging with that community and letting them get creative with it i would do a little bit more of uh repurposing of that content and maybe saying something as simple as like this month top three gifts where this person, this person, this person, and have that as a original content on their timeline rather than just doing that retweeting. Um, so original content doesn't necessarily have to be something that completely you haven't done before, but just taking from the things that they're already doing 
and then putting them more so into original form for their timeline. Those are great. And I, I couldn't agree more with the gifts, GIFs. Um, I think it's such an interesting way to engage your community. And from what I can remember, what I recall, I haven't really seen any other communities do that or do it really well. Um, so I think that's something that for sure double down on. In terms of my pro and my con, I think my pro, we know this, I love a public figure behind a project, a company. I think that people buy from people. They wanna know who is developing it. They wanna know why they're the right person to build this. We know this, project founders sometimes underestimate it. We've seen a number of them do it in this community. You need to have a lot of business intel and expertise to be able to pull this off. It is not easy. When the market was great and everything was up, of course you could sell. But when it comes down to it, these are all businesses at the end of the day. And we've seen the progression of that. It went from sort of a lot of fun and games to these are hard business decisions that need to be made. The investment that was made by Luca of 2.5 million is not insignificant. Managing those funds, making sure that there's consistent cash flow, those are all things that need to be taken into consideration, which we haven't seen all project founders do. And so I think they're really doing a great job of positioning him as the public figure of the brand. I think where they could double down, which would be really interesting, is building the trust in Luca and having that transfer over to the brand in that he has these expertise that not a lot of people have. I think he could be and be positioned as a really big inspiration for a lot of project founders that may not have the business expertise that he does. So what's the value he can give to them on what are the lessons that he's learning from building a project? How can he actually, what are the skills, what are the tools? Not dissimilar to a lot of the things that we're doing so that if somebody is coming up, they can say, I'm going to go to him not just for inspiration, but for like real hard actionable things that I can do to make my project better. And I think that's what would be my suggestion. So across the board, I think they get an A uh, from the intentional brand check. Uh, that's not that's not bad at all. That's pretty good. Uh, Christina, what would be- High standards, high standards here, y'all. <laughs> all right. Christina, what would be the personal brand tip that you would take away from uh, the Pudgy Penguins uh, brand and, and someone that's looking at, at it and thinking, I really want to do something like that? What would be that tip for them? <laughs> yeah, so we talked about this a little bit earlier, but there's a big myth as it relates to brands. Color, font, and logos is how people refer to brand, but that's really just the identity. The entirety of a brand is composed in the values and the mission, the story behind the individuals, and then how do you articulate that into whom? I think taking a step back and making sure from a personal brand tip perspective, are you thinking of your brand as just the identity or are you really making sure that your values are clear, the story and the why behind what you're doing and how you're delivering that to your audience is going to make sure that you can level up this week. It's not hard work. Take a stab at it and make sure that as you're continuing throughout the week, you're thinking about your brand as more than just the colors, fonts, and logos. Go for it. This episode is brought to you by Intentional, a Web3 native agency and collective helping creators and companies build scalable, intentional, and badass brands. Intentional provides comprehensive services to enhance your brand positioning and awareness while increasing your marketing team's productivity without the extra headcount. Learn more about Intentional Services and Collective at theintentional.xyz. 
Thanks, Christina. Now let's get started. Hey, no problem. Our nerding out segment. <laughs> so here is where we cover genius marketing moves, efficiencies, AI tools, and community campaigns that have caught our attention. So I'm going to get started with an AI tool that I've been working with. It's from Adobe. It's called Enhanced Speech. Let me pull it up here. Now, this is a beta tool, so you cannot pay for it right now. And it is limited to a 500 megabyte maximum file size. Oh, it says one hour max duration. That changed. That was literally 10 minutes uh, just a week ago or a few days ago. A uh, 10 minute maximum. Now it's up to a one hour maximum. But most likely you're going to be uploading an MP3 file. A WAV file is probably around two, 300 megabytes just for 10, 15 minutes. So you'll hit that maximum a lot faster. And they're giving you a three hours total a day. So this thing is incredible. No matter what kind of background noise you have going on, it will clean out your audio and provide you with a perfect sounding file that literally sounds like you are in a studio. I've done this with people who have been on the beach, at clubs, all over the place where you think there's no way and it sounds incredible. So no matter how bad your mic is, no matter how bad the background noise is, it does an incredibly good job. The only time I think that it doesn't is if you're playing music where people are singing at the same time as you're talking, it may have little frequency changes to the voice there. But otherwise, it's an incredible tool. Um, I'd recommend it for every bit of audio you're doing from anything podcast related to any short form video content. And now that there's a larger availability of timing, I'd actually do also the audio for any of your long form videos. It just brings the quality up to the most professional studio sounding audio you'll ever have. And that makes such a big difference if you're then going to put a layer of sound or music to, because it's not competing. The words are coming out super clear, so you can put some music to it and it'll actually even make it better at that point. So that's the tool that I'm talking to you guys about today, and I really love it. I use it all the time for all the work we do. Do you use it for us, Pat? There's no cost. Right now it's still in beta mode, so there's no cost. You, you know, basically just go to the website or look up Adobe podcast beta. It's under podcast.adobe.com and you just log in under a free account and you're good to go. Is this what you use for the NFT NYC videos? Yes. Yep. I used it for all of them. The ones that we did out in Brooklyn too, with the background street noise, it's like, it's gone. It's amazing. It's pretty incredible because I was there and I couldn't hear the audio being there in person and then seeing the clip afterwards. Um, so I haven't used it personally, but I've seen the results. So I like it. I like this tool. Well, the results will be listening to this podcast, right? What we'll be using it to clean up yeah, yeah, by pterodactyl exactly. sun in the background. Yep. <laughs> what is oh mine my i'm next i'm next okay so the tool that i'm bringing this week is arc browser um is basically for people that have <laughs> that that struggle with tab management so if you are one of those people that have like a million tabs open at the top of your screen which i think honestly is like 90 percent of people um so this is perfect for you. How they describe it is uh, they experience a calmer, more personal internet in this browser designed for you. Let go of the clicks, the clutter, and the distractions. So I think that's a pretty good description. Uh, I, it has some features that I really love. One of them being that you can create different 
uh, spaces. So if you have like your workspace and you have like your main uh, tabs that you use for your work and then you can create a personal space and have, you know, different kind of profiles going on uh, and you can switch between the two really easily. Uh, you can also create folders and pinned tabs uh, in that kind of dashboard that it shows on the side. Um, it's pretty user-friendly and it's free at the moment. I think you only need an invite, uh, which I don't think is very hard to get. Um, and so far it's been great. I've used it. Uh, the only con is that sometimes it slows my computer a little bit, but that might be a personal issue because my computer is a little bit older. Uh, but I've seen my husband try to, it, it doesn't slow his computer down. So I think if you have a, uh, like an i7 or an M1 chip, and if you're using Mac, I don't think it's going to give you any issue. Uh, but yeah, I love it. It get, it decreases my stress levels of seeing a bunch of tabs open. So I would recommend it. I got to try it. That looks awesome. I have downloaded it, but as we know, I procrastinate. And so I haven't tried it yet, but I'll be sure to do that. <laughs> and the cool thing is too, that you can, tr you can transport or not transport. You can, um, put all your things like if you use chrome you can all the passwords and all the things that you saved bookmarks passwords and things like that you can move them to art uh with like one click like they have like a setting where you can transfer all of those things into the the new browser pat security and ted just went up like password like what right, password like, what would you do in your browser that's crazy i don't know silly people um, I love it. So the tool that I'm going to talk about today is podsqueeze.com. We are doing a podcast right now. We've seen so many people diving into the podcast game because we know the benefits of it. And this product itself actually helps you generate content and all the content around your podcast. So making sure that you get the most out of each episode and the time you commit to it. So we're talking about show notes, timestamps, even newsletters, which I thought was really interesting. And they do it in one click. So what you have to do is you have to have an MP3 or an MP4 of your podcast. You take that link, you put it directly into the site. And from there, it's going to auto generate all the timestamps, your show notes into these four individual boxes, four or five, whatever it is. Not complicated, not perfect in terms of the outputs, but it gives you a great starting point to be able to refine them. And as we know, Timestamps can take forever. You can sit there listening to audio, trying to figure out where was that one word that, you know, it was the starting of that sentence that I know was really great. This takes all of that work out of it for you. And the price is reasonable. I think we're using a pro account, which gets you like 300 or so minutes, um, which is $30 USD a month. Very affordable. You can go up from there. And they do have a free account offering, which is around 50 minutes a month. Um, so difficult for anyone doing a podcast, but if they're short five minutes, who knows? And then ease of use, it's just really simple. Having that link, you can either do RSS feed or you can have the actual physical file uh, located on your computer of MP3 or MP4. You put that in and it does all the work for you in you know literally a few minutes. Very simple. I've tested it. I've used it for our clients and I'm using it for ourselves. So I would recommend it hands down to anyone who's doing a podcast. 
Really? So like no issues at all? Like it catches everything or it's like 80% of the way there? Yeah, I think when we think about AI, it's always going to not be perfect. And I think that's the right way to look at it. I'm not expecting you to do my work. I love having a starting point for something. So I don't have to, you know, if I can diminish 90% of the work and focus on the 10% of editing to make sure the content is really where I want it to be, that's the biggest use case for me when it comes to any AI tool. So this is no different than any other one. Yeah, I totally agree. That's awesome. Can't wait to use it some more. That's it. We did it. Season one, episode one, Intentionally F podcast, history in the making. I'm feeling like Gary V, Wine Library, episode number one. This is the beginning of a real journey for us that I'm excited to be on. Don't forget to subscribe and join us next Wednesday as we'll be launching these every single Wednesday for more branding, marketing, and tech insights to help you on your journey in Web3. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Intentional AF, your go-to source for branding, marketing, and tech to help you build a scalable, intentional, and badass brand in Web3. Remember to join us every Wednesday for more inspiration, insights, and actionable tips tailored to all you artists, creators, and project founders. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with the latest from our podcast. Until next week, keep building that badass brand in Web3, and remember to stay Intentional AF. You got this.